Whiskey Business is brought to you by the law offices of Saya and Pyatt and by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. When I look at all of the over-the-counter medications that are available, <laughs> what I really want one to say is just simply cough due to cold. <laughs> I would love to buy a medication that said cough due to cold because that's what they always describe. And then I would like that medication to do exactly what it says, take care of the cough due to my cold. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Dino Tripodis, and this is Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And I am, as they say, uh, ill, infirmed. And yet, I supposedly have the best, the best medicine available. Whiskey. Is whiskey not the best medicine for what ails you, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. A nice hot toddy or just whiskey straight in a glass, just doing whatever it does, working its magical way into whatever it is that ails you. Sometimes I, I, I just, when I do the hot toddy, I just skip the, the, the hot toddy. and the toddy. I just go straight for the whiskey. But um, it's a special night here. We are back at Brew Brothers at uh, Siona Downs, El Dorado. Yes. yes, back here in the Brew Brothers restaurant. Thank you, folks, for being here with us. Uh, we're going to have a good time coming up in just a little bit. We'll be our, our, our main guest, our, our, our special guest, Jonathan Yardley. We're going to talk horses as we get closer to the Kentucky Derby. Also, uh, Patrick Hibbler, the executive chef from Brew Brothers, will be joining us here to talk about a very special week coming up uh, here in May. And I also want to note that it's a very special week because the gentleman to my right, our producer of Whiskey Business. Give it up for Mr. Birthday Boy, Greg Hansberry. Thank you. Is celebrating. Yes. What birthday is it? Because you're, you're still at the age where you can say what birthday it is. 34. 34. 34. That's it. 34. You're laughing, sir. You're la <laughs> 34, right? Yeah. I have psychological issues older than this boy. <laughs> 34 years of age, April the 18th. You share a birthday with Kourtney Kardashian. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, yeah. She She's is my 39. favorite Kardashian. Yeah, luckily. well, as well. You share a birthday with Conan O'Brien, who's 55 years old That's today. That's good company. That's great company. You share a birthday with Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother. Yeah. He's 62 years old today. Is he famous for anything else other than being Julia Roberts' brother? He's a really good actor, man. I thought I, I, he he was. I don't know what happened, but he's. I, <laughs> right. I like him. All right, you're Happy also birthday, celebrating Eric. a birthday with Rick Moranis. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll from, claim that. Yeah, Ghostbusters, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids. He's 65 years old today. What was that that show he was in uh, in Canada? The the, the Drinking Buddies. SC, yeah, yeah, but they didn't SCTV. play a character where they were like just buddies drinking drinking beer on the Posers. couch all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, see now I got a cold. I can't remember the name of the, the McKenzie brothers. Thank you, thank you, sir. The McKenzie. You play brothers. a lot of trivia. Once in a while, you do all right. Yeah. Well, you're celebrating a birthday with Rick Moranis. All right. It was also on this day, 63 years ago, that uh, super genius Albert Einstein died. One genius died. Another was born? No, no? that's not no. what I was going for. No, I'm sadly, not another one was born, <laughs> but close. And also, uh, on your birthday in 1934, the first laundromat opened up in Fort Worth, Texas. Well, I 84 years ago me. in 1934. If this podcast thing doesn't work out, I can always maybe open a laundromat. You, uh, yeah, when you, on the day you were born, so was... <laughs> Coin Laundry. So congratulations, Greg Hansberry. Let's get to what we, what we came here to do, talk to some people. Everybody, if you're enjoying your meals out there in the Brew Brothers restaurant, you should uh, give this guy a big round of applause. He is your executive chef, Patrick Hibbler, joins us once again on Whiskey Business. Welcome back, buddy. 
How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing very well today. Good. Good, good, good. So, I understand that we, uh, part of the Brew Brothers ambiance, if you will, is the fact that they have amazing craft brews. Yes, we do. And you have a big craft beer week coming up May 11th through the 19th. Yes, I'm very excited about it. Me and the Brewmaster Ryan, um, we've gotten together and we're doing quite a few specials for it to go along with a lot of the beers that we have. Um, we've got this Goes beer, which is kind of a sour beer, and it basically tastes like a margarita. Um, what, a beer that tastes like a margarita? Literally, it tastes almost identical to a margarita. Why wouldn't I just get a margarita? Well, maybe <laughs> you don't want to get a little too intoxicated, so you want to go down with the beer so you can drink a couple more. Maybe, all right, you all right, know? Okay. All right, yeah. What else? Um, and then we've definitely got this old uh, English ale and an imperial stout, which basically tastes like chocolate in a glass. I mean, there you can't you go. really go wrong with that. Chocolate? I mean, it's... it's very, very chocolatey. So um, one of the specials that I'm doing along with it is it's a, basically like a raspberry tort. So uh, the raspberry and then chocolate, I mean, I, they go pretty well together, don't you think? Yeah, they do. They do. So do you like to create food that goes along with the, the brews? Yeah, absolutely. And one of my favorite parts about it is testing the beer so I can figure out what food I'm going to make with it. Does that take a long time? Yeah. I mean, yeah it it needs, it's a lot of research, isn't it? There is a you lot know, of research You've got to get in there. You've know? you really got to study. You've you got to taste it two or three times. You know, you never least. know. You know? It could take days, weeks, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, months before you happen around the right combination. Yeah, you know. The, I understand. The pressure outside might Science. change the taste of the yeah, beer. Absolutely. absolutely. You just can't go haphazardly yeah. and just start throwing <laughs> stuff together no. so you know two, yeah two, I understand. two or three times a day you gotta you, at least you got hours for hours for on hours. End, you know and then you make this really good menu up and i know yeah, it's a lot of fun <laughs> and that sounds wonderful yeah it, it is a lot of fun um and then so um like i said uh he's going to enter a bunch of those beers into a competition and then they actually get shipped to california where they get tasted and he could um, which he has done before, won multiple um, national beer awards for the beer that he brews here in Columbus, Ohio. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty exciting. So he can bring back the gold. I, hopefully he brings back the gold again. I believe he got it last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then two years prior to that, so like when we first opened up, he also won a gold Did we medal. mention his name, your brewmaster? Yeah, his name's um, Ryan Torres. Ryan Torres. Yeah, he's the mad scientist, as we like to call him. Another guy that spends hours, days, yeah. weeks, months. I mean, absolutely. I, his, I mean, he's got the heat. I mean, I've got a great job, and I love my job, but being yeah. able to make and test beer all day, I think, is a pretty <laughs> ideal kind of job, if you ask me. Everybody's got their dreams. Yeah. Everybody's I mean, got, but you do a great job back there. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's a passion of mine. I've been cooking since I was 15 years old, and I'm turning 36, actually, in, two, in 10 days from now. In 10 days from now. Yeah. Wow. Well, Hansberry's got a birthday today. I've got a birthday on... Saturday. Saturday. And then mine's the following Saturday. There you go. It's, yeah. it's a reason to drink. It's a good drink. month. A reason yeah, I mean, to celebrate. It's a good month. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, happy birthday well, early. You. Happy birthday to Hansberry. Yes, happy birthday. Patrick. Patrick Kibler, everybody. Give him a round of applause. Thank you for popping in, buddy. Thank you. Uh, what are you going to do for your birthday, Hansberry? I'm doing this. I mean, what are you going to do, though? What are you going to, what do you got a belated plan? You got a... So, uh, it's record store day. I'm going to go record store shopping Saturday. I'm record gonna... store birthday? On your birthday, birthday yeah. On my birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to go buy a bunch of records that Who you I can't going afford. With? Uh, I'm going to, one of my buddies. We're going to get up early at 8 o'clock and... It, see, it's really... Well, a, that it's... sounds like a party. It well, really does. It really... It's, it's a... It's a it's really a bar crawl. It's an excuse to drink early. You go to a so record you, store, so you go to the bar. there is drinking involved. You go to the record store, you go to a bar. How many record stores are you going to go to? Uh, a couple. Probably two or three. Two or three. So and then like four or five or bars. bars. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it bounces out? <laughs> yeah. 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 You're going to go on a record bender. <laughs> okay. So I'm bottle. 34. I'm not 29. Yeah. 34. 34. Wow. Come on. Well, I hope, small I hope all life. your dreams come true. I really do. Thank you. Uh, those of you who are out here in the audience tonight at Brew Brothers, I know you're enjoying everything inside in the casino, but how many people are horse fans? How many people love it when Scioto Downs starts racing again? Yeah, I see some hands up in the air. Well, let's welcome our guest, if you will, please. Uh, Jonathan Yardley is the assistant uh, professor in equine veterinary medicine at the OSU Veterinary School, but he also knows a whole hell of a lot about horses, and he knows a whole hell of a lot about whiskey. So give a nice round of applause for Jonathan Yardley, everybody. Come on up here, Dr. Yardley. 
Jonathan Yardley is our guest, our, our, our return guest. You may be the fastest return guest we've ever had on Whiskey Business. It was uh, so fun the first time. I had to come back. We had you on when uh, the Olympics, the Winter Olympics were going on, and curling was all the rage, and you were representing the Columbus Curling Club and told us all about curling. Yes. Gave us all. And then, miraculously, what happens? Miraculously, the men win gold. 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 Yeah. Like, come on, gold. people. Gold. Yeah. We won the gold. We won the gold. You come on the podcast, you talk about curling, and then we win the gold. Coincidence? Yeah. And if you re-listen to the podcast, uh, I was a little down on the American team. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Because they got kicked out of training camp because they were too fat. But like the true American dream, they slimmed down. And they made, they got it, and they won gold. Like, and you I can't called beat it. that. I you, called it. I, yeah? I think it needs to be a movie with like Will Ferrell or something. It could be an amazing. Because you called it. You want Will Ferrell to play you, the guy that called no, it. No, no, no. The, the, he could play, uh, he could play the, the skip. Cur- yeah. The yeah. Should uh, you should start writing now. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, who's 68, will bring Rick Moranis out of retirement to play you. Well, Jonathan Yardley joins us again because now we're also getting into another wheelhouse of yours. But before we do that talk about the horses. Hansberry, I did not bring the whiskey this time. Jonathan brought the whiskeys and the Kentucky Derby is coming up here shortly and Woodford Reserve is a big part of the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, Woodford Reserve is the official sponsor of the Kentucky Derby now, even though the mint tulip is made with Old Forester. Yeah, um, but there's nothing so, wrong with that. No, so they're owned by the same company. So it's a little marketing for them. So they're owned by Brown and Foreman. So uh, Woodford Reserve is their higher-end line, and uh, Old Forester is their mint julep mixing line. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Brown Foreman and a lot of their products. Yes. I mean, they, they cover a, a wide berth of whiskey. Yes, they do, a, they do a great job with everything. I love the Old Forester line, but I figured I'd bring the Woodford uh, tonight so we could uh, try that. And Well, you brought the, uh, the Woodford Reserve double-oaked, you also brought two bottles from the Masters Collection, which uh, pays a little bit of respect to Oscar Pepper and James Crow. Uh, these two gentlemen are credited with refining uh, a lot of the key processes that we know in respects to whiskey, sour mashing, copper pot dist- distillation. And uh, so these, these, these collections are kind of uh, in honor of the pioneering work that they did in, in making whiskey. Yeah, the, the, this collection also, the, um, the master's d- collection, is only distilled at the Woodford Distillery. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in, their, in, their, in their pot stills. The Woodford Reserve and the Woodford Reserve Double Oak is uh, actually distilled. 70% of it is distilled in Louisville at the Brown Foreman plant. So this is a true calling to what Woodford stands for and or the, the master's. And, and I, 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 like a kid at Christmas, I don't know which one to open up first. Um, <laughs> I know that the one in the middle, which is unopened, is something that you haven't even tried yet. No, I haven't tried it. I started at the gift store. It's it was, a it's super the, rare bottle. The, the batch um, proof. Yeah, so this, is, this comes out of a, a batch proof. So this is what, it goes in around 160 proof and it comes out at 125. So this is it coming out of the barrel with, with no water added. Oh, wow. dad's going to fix, dad's gonna yeah. fix daddy's cold up nice that, and nice. That should, help, that should help your cold. That should help my cold. Well, let's, let's help my cold right now. What's that? It's everybody have a cold. Everybody's got a cold. There you go. I like your spirit, ma'am. Uh, let's, I, should we start I with think she wants to get into the bourbon. Yeah, yeah she, wants, yeah. she wants the medicine. What do you, what do you want to start with before, when we start talking here? Um, I think we should start with, with, the, good, with the 125 proof. So right, right out of the gate? Right out of the gate? You want to try it? I mean, let's you know try it. You, like sir, you. do the honors. I have an athlete. I haven't do, opened it, so I, do I'm kind of curious I to try I cannot open it. You must open to it. try to open this Absolutely. bottle. You open that, and I'll tell people a little bit more about what you're all about. Like sure. I said, he's an assistant professor um, in equine and veterinary medicine at the OSU Veterinary School. Uh, his job involves teaching four-year veterinary students, interns, and residents. He also makes uh, farm calls, providing veterinarian care to their horses. And he also provides sports medicine to Western performance horses, barrel horses, which I, I don't know what that is. You'll have to explain that to me right here in central Ohio. And uh, he is a huge horse racing fan, having been to both the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont. So he's done the Triple Crown. 
uh, maybe not all in the same year, but he's done them. And um, he and his wife, your wife is a big horse fan too, right? My wife is a um, huge horse racing fan, but she's scared of horses and she's deathly allergic to them. Really? Yeah. Well, how's that work out? It, it, so, you know, you, you don't know you love someone until, uh, you know, you go come home from your third date and, you know, they broke out in hives. She broke out in <laughs> hives when I gave her a hug. So I left work. <laughs> Didn't take a shower because we'd been dating for a little while. Went to her place. Well, gave her back a big hug. Yep. You were dating for a while. You stopped taking showers? Stopped taking showers <laughs> to go see her. You know, like it wasn't, you know, kind of slippery, you know, moving down the slope of like, you know, it's a time I can take a shower at her home. He was getting a little more out. comfortable with her. You yeah, know. yeah getting more comfortable. Yeah. So you yeah, give her a hug like you should. And she broke out in hives and she didn't know why. And, uh, yeah, she found out, like, the next day or two that she was uh, deathly allergic to horses. Wow. So I knew things were serious when she started getting allergy shots. So she started getting allergy shots to horses when we were first dating. And I was like, So Ooh. her love for you was stronger and larger than, than her fear. Allergy. Than her fear and her allergic, her allergic reaction to horses. To horses. Yeah. Well. So, and she's from Kentucky, so you'd think that we bred into her to have... You would think so. You would think, but um, no. <laughs> But she, so does she like be, bourbon? She does not like bourbon, which is why my collection is so large. Because <laughs> she doesn't split it with you. She doesn't I split like it, it with me, yeah. It makes it much easier. Well, there's, <laughs> that's true there's, love. True love. There's a lot of other things that are inbred in Kentucky, but we can talk about that later. So to, let's talk about the Kentucky Derby, yeah. and let's talk about horses and horse racing. You know, I'm a gambler. Okay. But the one thing that I've never really gambled on has been the horses. I don't know anything about handicapping a race. I, I, I've been to the track and I've actually just looked at the horses that are racing and went with my gut and just didn't look at the odds or anything, just picked a name of a horse that I found appealing and yeah. interesting and put a small bet. Nothing that was gonna break the bank, but that's it. Yeah, so, you know, handicapping is, is, a, is a skill and an art, and I don't take credit for the art form because, um, you know, I lose quite a, quite a bit, but it is one of the most fun things to do. So, you know, I usually, I think one of the things we, you, you need to be able to read the forum. So you can get the forum in the mor morning, the forum will give you all the odds for the horses. It'll give you all their past performances. I like to hold the forum. I like to hold the yeah. racing so forum. You feel like I like to feel like that yeah. guy. I like to wear one of those, <laughs> yes. one of those hats from the 40s. You, you <laughs> hold the racing forum. Yeah. Have, a, have a, just a, a little stub of a cigar hanging out of my mouth. And uh, pretend like, you know, it's 1947. I, I, I also And I got to win this race. And I, you know, I slap myself with, with my program. Like I'm, like I'm the jockey getting my horse to move up the race. But, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I love that, love that feeling going back to 1940. But so if the easiest things to look for in the race would be a couple easy numbers to look at would be a buyer's number or a speed figure. What is that? So the speed figure is a calculated number based upon how fast a horse went in the last race. So it makes it, it, it controls for wind, temperature, track conditions, all these factors so you can get a number. So it's like an easy way is how I like to look at them. It can kind of place them like what a good number is. So in the Kentucky Derby, there's some horses that have a 109, which is he's a, has the fastest, he's a highest speed factor number. So that horse in theory has been the fastest horse in the past. And then other horses in the 90s. So they kind of clump together. So for really good racing, that number is not as useful, but is not as useful. But you can kind of pick some of the dogs that really don't belong there or down in the 80s. Uh, so that's, uh, so you, you know, want that's, it to be high. You want it to be higher, yeah. You yeah. want it to be higher. People look for past performances to see how the horse has done in the past. So if the horse has had two or three really good starts, maybe he's going to like throw a clunker in, right? He's tired, he's right. overtraining. So there's that kind of factor to look in there. So there's, there's lots of factors. I was going to bring a forum to go over with you tonight, but I figured it'd be really hard to talk about <laughs> on the radio. There's yeah, like 55 yeah. different points within the forum. No, no, just, uh, you know, just teaching me the basics yeah, so of what to look for. Yeah, so the yeah. speed factor is a good basic to look at. Um, and then you can look at, you know, the, some of the, where the horse was bred. So if the horse was bred in Kentucky or Florida, that's going to help, you know, in how much the horse sold for as a yearling. So they put all that information in your, in your little packet so you can give you a little more ideas what kind of breeding the horse has and how well the horse has done. Now, you, you worked in horse stables. You, you, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I, so I, you know a little bit about that. 
Yeah, so I grew up uh, riding. I grew up uh, at the racetrack uh, as uh, following a veterinarian around since high school. So I worked at Suffolk Downs with the veterinarian, and uh, you know we took care of all the racehorses. And then from there, I did it in vet school, and then I worked out as a practitioner uh, at the racetrack in Florida. So you've been around horses all your life. Been around horses all my life, which you think I'd be a better gambler, but yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. So when you go to to the Kentucky Derby, yep. or when you bet on the Kentucky Derby, or or any of the the big races, I would think that you would have a pretty good shot at cleaning up. Yeah, you would think that. But I, would, I, I yeah. am thinking that. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not always that magical for me. So, uh, you know, for, for some of the things, there's, there's, you know, people find little things in it, and a lot of it's luck. So, you know, a lot of it's luck. A lot of the times, this is my wife and I, we bet what they call a superfector. So it's going to be... So what is it? A superfector. A superfector. Fector. So there's four horses that have to come in the correct order. But the odds are really good, so it can pay off really well. So uh. what we do is my wife picks two horses based upon their color, if they're pretty, or <laughs> she likes the jockey. And then I look at two of them, and I pick out what I think is the best two horses, and she picks out what the best two horses she likes. And we put it in a bet together, and we call it the family bet. And we put down... It's a 10-cent bet, and you box it. So if you box it's a it... It's 10-cent bet? 10 Don't cent break back. The, the bank Ready? there, Jonathan. Yes. So it's a 10-cent bet, and it's, there's 12 different combinations, so it's $2.40 total bet because it's all the different positions that could be within right. the box. And it hits sometimes. So every other year or so, we'll hit for six, 700 on that bet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. On a $2.40 bet. bet? On a 10-cent bet. On a 10-cent bet. On a 10-cent bet because you've taken all the odds of all the horses... And you combine them all together. So my wife is picking a pretty horse. One thin dime. You're one thin dime. One dime. Yeah. On these four horses. On these four horses. And you're gonna get if if they, if it works. Yeah. Because you boxed it. Because you boxed it, so the order doesn't matter. Matter order doesn't yep. matter. And you and if you just by boxing it, pick up six seven hundred bucks. Yeah. What if they? What if you played them straight, like one, two, three, so four? If you pay them straight, then it's truly a ten cent bet. It, the odds are still the same, but you have to get it in that exact order. And if you get them in the exact order, how much are you going to win? Same amount. Well, what the well, hell? Then you box it well, yeah, every well, time. If you get them straight, if you nail them, because, one, two, three, because four. Because we're not that good, so I box it to increase my odds of hitting that combination. So I think the you know the second and third horse they look really good. So I'm gonna. I, don't, I, I no, can't differentiate. So you're between telling the me two. if I if I pick the. In order, yes. how they can first, second, third, and fourth. And yeah. I pick them exactly that way. I'm not going to win any more money than if I boxed them. Nope. If I play the pick four number in the lottery yeah. and I box it, I win. But if I pick it straight and I, I win more. No, we don't. Uh, no, the horse racing is not I anymore. I don't care for it. Yeah. So, yeah, you, so the <laughs> boxing just increases your odds. But your odds are better. So, I mean, odds are in your favor if you box it. Just box it. No, I'll not box so, it, but I'm saying it. What's, yeah. the, what's, the, what's the benefit of not right, boxing all right, it? All right, so let's go. So that's like this, the, what do you call that again? Uh, the super vector box. Super vector box. It sounds yes. impressive now regardless. Now let's, let's, let's talk about like if I, if I, if I play the trifecta. The trifecta. Okay. So, try to... <laughs> Pick so the, the first, second, yeah. and third horse so when the, you play show. The trifector is not going to give you as good as odds, but because there's one less horse in the in the pick, but you can still make a good amount of money on the trifector. So this weekend we were down in Lexington, yeah, and my wife gave me two dollars to go bet or three dollars to go bet a fifty cents trifector box. Again, we're low risk takers, so we box everything at small amounts of money, and she won seventy five dollars. So 50 cent bet, $175. Now, if we were big spenders, working for Ohio State, we're not big spenders. You know, he would, uh, if you bet you threw $20 down on that. Yeah. Right? I mean, right, that's, say, that's, say, that's, say, say I'm there and yeah. I'm doing that. I'm throwing yeah. 20. I am. I'm throwing $20 on it. Yeah. Big spender. So if it was, if, if 50 cents paid 75, whatever that math comes out to be, is a lot. For getting the trifecta. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's where that's where that's where these handicappers make their money is in yeah, these in you know these what? in these more they call I, it more exotic bets is where you make your money. I have somewhat of an addictive personality mm -hmm. when it comes when it comes to gambling and uh, and drinking and, <laughs> and everything um, else and just about anything <laughs> out of your food whatever the case might be. So maybe maybe there's a reason I've not been all in on horse racing because. I'm listening to you, 
and I'm getting excited <laughs> as, 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 as about, you know, because I, I, I'll enter the pool. I'll draw a horse out of the hat yeah. on Kentucky Derby weekend, and we'll all put in 10 bucks, and whoever wins gets whatever's in the hat and so forth and so on. Eh, that's random, there, there random is, luck. So there is nothing more exciting than going to a racetrack, getting there at like yeah, 10 in the morning. You tailgate for quite a while. Yeah. So now the races start at 1 o'clock. And then, so you've done your drinking. You're in Kentucky, so you, you're drinking your bourbon. You're drinking maybe some mimosas for the fancy people. And then you're ending up, you know, then you're it's ending. Also, it's always warmer in Kentucky, too. It's always warmer in Kentucky. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And, uh, like, this weekend it was 80 down there oh, when we were man. down there. So it was beautiful. We'll never see 80 degrees no, ever, ever I, again in Ohio. <laughs> I don't think we will. What was yesterday was, like, the coldest high for Cold, the month of April. <laughs> coldest high. It snowed on us. It, it was, snowed I, on us. I got Ridiculous. ice on it. Yeah. So it is, it, it cannot, you cannot beat the feeling of tailgating, drinking bourbon, going to the racetrack, and betting on horses. And people say it can be slow because it's about a half hour between races, but that is perfect, right? So isn't, if you go to look at the horses in the paddock, get another beer or drink, watch them race, yeah. you go back, you watch the horses again, you get another beer, and you go back, and you do that 10 times throughout the day, it doesn't get better than that. Hansberry, when the horses start running here at Scioto Downs, we're we're coming. Yeah, let's you do it. You coming with us? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. gonna tell us what the super. Yeah, yeah. Scioto, yeah. Scioto Downs is a fun racetrack to be at. It's local here in Ohio, and um, I'm not as good with the harness horses as That's I am right. with thoroughbreds, but it Just is whatever. Whatever you are, it's better than what we are <laughs> right out of the gate. So, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's super fun. You could teach us a few things about Kino. Oh, I can, I, can tell, I can tell you anything you want to know about Kino, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> but, yes, if that, if that is the trade, okay, fine. Yeah. Your lesson will take a little longer. Mine will take about five minutes. Here, pick I think, that number I you lost. I think, Kino, you just fill it out with a piece of paper, like a pencil, right? And How just, dare you, sir? Yeah, yeah. How dare I mean, you just it, say you fill out a piece of it's, paper it's and a ra- pencil? It's random odds at that point. <gasps> random odds, uh-huh. though. There's a science. <laughs> There's no science. There's perceived science. No, it's, it's, there's no science. It's a, it's a freaking random number generator. But everybody thinks that they have a secret. There's this, yeah. But and everybody thinks they have a secret when it comes to picking horses, that, too. That's true. And, and the good part about horses is it could be random numbers. You could pick a random number, and you could still win, right? You could have a random number generator. So if you didn't want to learn about the horses at all in the form because it was too much thinking, you just pick horses one through nine. Now in the Kentucky Derby, horses one through 18. So now your odds are going up. Yeah. Wow. And then there's, and there's also plays with where the horses start. So the five hole and 11 hole has the, or the starting gate has the most wins. So if you want to base it off that, you can base it off jockeys. So many variables. This is why people get addicted to it. What about the, whether or not the horses pooped? <laughs> you know, before the it, race. it is funny. We were, when we were down at, in Kentucky this weekend, the people were talking like, oh, the horse pooped. I'm going to go bet it. And I'm like, I, I, he's going to be lighter. He is going to be a little lighter. Maybe like a couple, you know, sorry a pound for those or two eating lighter. out there. But I, mean, yeah. I mean, let's just look at it. Let's just do the simple math. Don't you, don't you move a little quicker and, yeah. a, little, and a, little, yeah. a little lighter in step yeah. after? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I do. It, it is a it is right? a is a runner's issue, right? I mean, it's runners uh, all the time. So I yeah. I think I'm gonna bet on the horse to poop. <laughs> it's not gonna hurt. This yeah. is excellent. This is the Woodford Reserve, the batch proof, the 125.8 proof. This is, you know, people are like oh, 125.8 proof. It's gonna. It's no. going to be, it's smooth. It's super smooth. It does not it taste the so 125 proof at all. Yeah, what are you, what are you picking up I on I get this? a bunch of vanilla and caramel. Yeah. And maybe just a little tobacco on the end. Ah. Yeah, but not, not too smoky at no, all. Not no, not too smoky no, no. at all. No, just like, a, like the, going into a tobacco house and getting the leafy smell right. of it. Yeah. That makes you want to yeah. get a cigar or in this exactly. case, get a bottle of this. It's uh, good. For, I'm yeah. curious. I'm, what would what, that run you? So this is 130. 130. Yeah, retail price. See, every once in a while, so something for, is worth the money. That yeah. I, that's worth the this money. This really is worth this money. So I was there, and I'm a big barrel-proof person because my theory in life is I want to water it down myself. I don't want the distillery to water it down. I want to water it down. This bourbon doesn't need to be watered down. No, no, I, so I had I why, poured mine into ice because yeah. ice was sitting in it. But I would, I'm sorry now that I didn't drink it neat. So just just drink it at the proof it's at. Now we talked the last time about water is good for bourbon, but 
I, I would imagine it's just a drop of water in here. This thing would even be yeah. Even this more one does incredible. not need uh, much no. uh, cutting into it. No, at all. Um, speaking of bourbon, and 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 you like your your barrel proof. Mm-hmm. You also you do stuff with with bourbon barrels. Yeah. So I I have uh, I make bourbon barrel furniture. So I bourbon make, barrel furniture. Yeah, bourbon barrel. Is furniture. your whole house furnished that way? Uh, I have two display cases that are full of bourbon. And uh, I, it's a good way to hide the bourbon from the wife. So I put it on the lower shelf in the back so she doesn't see what new bottles I might have collected. Right. Yeah. But you make furniture. Yeah. So I make, well, display cases. I make uh, flight glass holders. I make Lazy Susans. Lazy The, the lady yeah. that spins yeah. So, around? Yeah. So I take, uh, I get a fresh lid um, that has, uh, you know, let's say Brown Informant Woodford Reserve stamp on it. And then, um, you know, I make a Lazy Susan apper. I put it back together, and yeah. And they smell beautiful. They're, the char smell of them, and yeah, so. Everybody I needs a Lazy it. Susan. I, I, have a, I have a Lazy Susan on my, uh, on my living room yeah, table. Yeah. Everybody but needs I, a Lazy Susan. I think I need a new one. Yeah, it looks good when you want to serve people some uh, uh, cheese and crackers and stuff, and you put it on your Lazy Susan, and then when you finish it, and you're like, oh, look at that. You're all about the presentation. Yeah, it's all about presentation. You're all about the presentation. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm working with a new um, brewery out in Virginia, and I'm making them uh, 50 stave, staves to hold their uh, flight glasses. Cool. So, and it's, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's How long cool. does it take you to, to make something it's like that? It's taking some time. Yeah, it's going to be about probably 10, uh, two weekends worth of drilling and, and putting them back together, so... So this is just like a, your, this is your side hustle. This is my, yeah, this is my side relaxing hustle. Because yeah. I can shut the brain off, play with power tools. Cool. Listen to music and, uh, yeah. How so, do, how do like people it. find out about that stuff? Uh, so you, you can go to my uh, uh, Etsy web page. You're on Etsy? I'm on Etsy. He's You're on Etsy. Etsy. Yeah. That's huge. Bourbon Barrel Johnny. Is Bourbon the Barrel Johnny. That's the name of the shop. I'd Edison. buy a Lazy Barrel Susan yeah, yeah, like from Bourbon Barrel yeah, Johnny. Uh, Bourbon Barrel Johnny. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. have you met Bourbon Barrel Johnny? Yeah, Bourbon Barrel Johnny at the uh, Clintonville Barrel Company. So that's, uh, you can find that on Facebook. So, that's nice. Yeah, Etsy's a wonderful platform, a lot of great artists out there. I've, uh, I've bought and, stuff off yeah. of there. And so. some, some people that have done some woodworking, yeah. I've bought gifts off of there, yeah. yeah. So it's a great place to find it. and So yeah, it's a, it's a great place. I ship stuff all across the country all the time. Outstanding. Yeah. You're so multifaceted. Uh, well, so, it, the, I mean, I love horses, and I love bourbon, and, uh, I mean, that, you know, I curl and drink beer, but whatever, that's my life. I don't have any kids, like, unlike you two, so I have more time well, in my life. Well, he has kids. Yeah. I have, have a kid. I have, I have an adult now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, um, how old are you? I'm uh, 30, 37. Th- yeah, my daughter just turned yeah. 36. Okay. You could be my son. <laughs> I could be your son. You could be my son. Oh, God, help uh, us. I would, I, I would be so proud to have you both as my boys. I would. It would make me so happy. He could win you some money at the track. And yeah, yeah. And we can drink bourbon and, together. Oh, and now, you know, I could play with the lazy Susan. Yeah. What's your boy Jonathan do? My boy Jonathan <laughs> makes stuff out of wood, out of bourbon wood. Out of bourbon wood smells great. And he knows how to pick horses. What's your other son do? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know what he does. He goes shopping for records on Saturdays. That's all. I don't know. But I love him just the same. Oh, man. You've been to two Kentucky Derbies? Two Kentucky Derbies. I've never been. You've never been to the Derby? I've never been. It's, 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 it's four hours away. I know. It's, it's, I don't have a bucket list, but that's one of those things that I want to do. And yeah. I get invited every year, and there's always something that gets in the way. Each and every year that I can't go, there sh- there should be nothing that gets in the way of the Derby. I need to go. Yeah. So every year, well, when I was in Purdue at Purdue undergrad, our last final was always on the first Saturday in May, which is also Derby Day. So we right. would all drive down there, and what a great way to finish final exams was to go to the Kentucky Derby. So we were in the infield. So I would suggest, like it, you know, as you get a little older, being in being in the stands and having a seat is nice. So I haven't been since the day, college days of being on the infield. But um, now, when you and your wife go to the derby, yes. do you do you dress it up like a lot of people uh, do, or yes, do you go? Yeah. Or do you kind oh, of yeah. go more so casual? I go complete vineyard vines, seersucker. Yeah, seersucker, vineyard vines, really bright coloring, bow ties, and my yeah? wife. Yeah, my wife orders a hat from Louisville. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, wears the big hat. But her new thing is fascinators. I don't know. I'm sure you guys know where a fascinator is. It 
kind of looks like a kind of a headband with like a big piece off to the side. So nice. They like that because it's a little cooler, but they can still display their fancy wares. Mm. We've been to the Preakness, which is in Baltimore, Maryland. That's a great race, smaller racetrack, easy to get tickets, six-hour drive. And then the Belmont, Belmont's beautiful. So the last time I was at the Belmont, you could bring beer into the Belmont itself and drink as much as you want it just inside the racetrack. Wow. They might have changed uh, some of the rules. That was a couple of years ago. Well, isn't, but isn't the whiskey, from what I've heard anyway, this is, this is now, once again, this is the myth yeah. and mythology. It's like you can't take... Uh, a step frontwards, backwards, left or right without running into whiskey or, or somebody drinking something. Oh, yeah, yeah, at, you at can't. The, at, at the Kentucky Derby. At the Kentucky Derby, yeah, the Kentucky Derby, mint julep is, is where it's at. So, yeah. I mean, they just there's a man walking around with a slushy cart slinging mint juleps at you. So. You make a good mint julep? I do make a good mint julep. Yeah? I make my own simple syrup. Do you? Yeah. That's it. And uh, I grow my own mint in my raised beds in Clintonville. Dude. So, I mean... No kids. No kids. No, these no are, kids. These are, these are the things you what happens. Are you saying <laughs> if you didn't have any kids, you would make your own simple syrup? I'm, you I would really grow your own time, Yeah. I don't believe you. Well, I don't believe you. I have more time second. to do it if I wanted. <laughs> you make your I own have, simple syrup. Make my, nice. Yeah, and uh, pick my own mint fresh and muddle it. And Look at that. And I, and I have some bourbon to choose from what I want to put in there. What's your so. favorite bourbon? for Because everybody, that's, that's also uh, a lot of people go back and forth on the mint julep as far as what they what their whiskey of choice would be. I, you know, I stick with the traditional recipe of the Old Forester. Yeah? Yeah. And I might take it up to the 115, so there's, they're in, like, 1892 label. Right. So just to get, bring the proof up a little from the 80%, you know, but, yeah. So, but I think Old Forester tastes good in there. I don't, some people like to mix the rye in, you know, get a little more spice. Sure. But I think for a mint julep, I like the sweet, I like the minty tones of it. I don't want, I don't want the bite, per se, personally. Yeah. I like Old Forester. I like, I like, well, even just the regular Old Forester. I think that's, that's one of my favorite uh, mm-hmm. everyday whiskeys. Great know, everyday whiskey. If you had to pour something into a glass. We had the Woodford Reserve, the Batch Proof. Uh, what should we try next? I think we should try the Double Oak. So this, All right, let's do this it. Is, um, so the Double Oak spends, there's no age statement on it, but if you, if you talk to them, it spends between five, here you guys, between five and eight years uh, in a barrel. They pull it out of the barrel, then they put it back into another barrel that's been toasted with a very light char. So barrels can be charred, and then like wine barrels are just toasted. Right. So this barrel is both toasted and charred. And Brown Foreman actually owns her own cooperage. We had the, uh, was it the mix, Michter's toasted? Uh, we had, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. last podcast we had the Michter's toasted. So this one has both Rye. the char yeah. and the yeah. toasted. Yeah, this was, was really good. Yeah, so this is charred and toasted. So this should give you a, well, taste it. And All right, well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's toast to, uh, let's toast the birthday boy over here. To birthday boy. To birthday boy. Cheers. Over here. You too, Dino. Boy. Saturday. Boy, Dino's Saturday birthday. for mm. me. And uh, cheers, everybody. Mm. You know, fellas... We have good lives. That's yeah, good we whiskey. Do. Yeah. yeah, that's good whiskey. It is very tasty. I think I do like the um, barrel proof. It has a I, little more chew to it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But this, this batch proof, we yeah. started at the top. Yeah, I think we're we, going. Yeah, we're going yeah. down. But yeah. this is good. This is good. This is really good. This is a sixty-dollar bottle. Um, this is you know, it's really good. It's very smooth, and I think that's what Woodford's going for is the very smoothness of this. It's at uh, comes in at ninety, yeah, ninety point four proof. It is it is good, but now it makes the other one taste like a hundred and thirty dollar bottle of bourbon. It's good. Yeah, I think I think the hundred and thirty dollars is well worth its price. Yes, yeah. yeah. There, there's like there's some bottles that aren't worth hundred and thirty. Yeah, there, there are some that are not, but now there this, are some. This I, one, I, would, I would pay that. I don't feel bad paying that for this. I'm gonna tell my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law had this dueling bourbon yeah. thing that we go back. He always beats me. It doesn't matter because um, he has, he's semi-retired, so he has the time to seek them out. But I don't know if he's had this yet. So, Hansberry, make sure we take a picture of this so I can Will send do. it to him and gloat a little bit. Yeah, this and is, yeah. I almost wish I bought two bottles now. Yeah? Yeah, because this is, a, it's, not a, it's not released in Ohio, and it's very, they only dumped about like 30 to 50 um, barrels, 53-gallon barrels of this stuff. So there's and I'm going to let him think that I own it, that it's mine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, That's fine. Just so it tortures him you, a little bit. You better bit. text him before the podcast drops on Friday. 
Uh, he doesn't listen. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is delicious. Yeah. The double oak is good. Um, I don't know if, uh, if you've listened recently, but um, I actually judged the Manhattan competition I, recently. I heard that podcast. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. I was yeah. very jealous I wasn't there. That was a sloppy podcast. <laughs> it was yeah. fun. After 20 samples. That's been my favorite one in That's, recent times, yeah. Why? Because I was... Well, because we got really loaded, <laughs> but it was just fun to... But we to, got to home safely, which we also... We Ubered. Thank you. Talk about safety. I got to mention my sponsor. Your sponsors, okay? Yeah, my sponsor, the law offices of Saya and Pyatt. Speaking of getting home safely, uh, located in Columbus, Delaware, Cleveland, and Mount Gilead, you can contact them at splaws.com or eight 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 oviohio.com. Uh, you know what that stands for? Sorry, six one four 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 three zero three six. You can contact them for for a free consultation. Anytime you need them, award-winning lawyers with 100 years of collective experience and a reputation for results, they sponsor Whiskey Business, so we thank them for that very much. They still sponsor us. So. That's a really good promotion for them to sponsor you guys. Well, it's nice, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. we, you know, we, 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 we drink the whiskey, yeah. but yeah. the one thing we always preach and we practice it is that if you are imbibing, there's absolutely no reason people to to be drunk and driving. There's so many ways you can get home safely yes. these days. So by all means, um, they would want that more than anything. Okay, so this year's Kentucky Derby. I haven't heard that there's a, a favorite that anybody's looking at. Yeah, there's, so the, the, the biggest favorite right now is, is Justify. He ran in the San Nita Derby in California. He's a great horse. A little, some slower fractions early on in the race, but he's coming in at a... I like that name. Five. Yeah, it's a great name, right? That was one of my favorite TV shows when it was it on. It is a wonderful TV show. Yeah. I've been binge-watching binge it on Netflix, yeah. and I don't want to finish it. I'm, no, at, I'm in the last season, and I don't want to give it up. I know. It's like it's it's, it's so good. Well, right? it's Elmore Leonard. I don't yeah. know if you're a fan of his books yes. or not, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, you could bet just on the name alone, justified. But justified. Yeah. So my favorite. All right, I'm picking that one to win. So my boy, <laughs> my boy Jack, is a horse that ran last weekend in Lexington. So you have all the names of the horses. I have all the names of the oh, horses. Oh, let me. Let, right, give me. Give me the my boy Jack. Okay, that immediately makes me think of Jack Daniels. So now I have two two to choose from. And um, so yeah. So my boy Jack ran uh, last weekend in the Lexington Derby. Uh, he did. He finished first. He came. Uh, he came from behind the pack and finished really strong. So when you're looking for a Derby horse, because it's basically a 18 horses racing a mile and a quarter, you want a horse that can finish really fast. So my boy Jack had some of the more, some of the faster fractions. Right. So far, I got um, two that I like to finish. I mean, I'm going to throw this horse in here. I'm going to bet on him on name alone. But I don't know about this audience here. So Gronkowski, not named after the football player, uh-huh. not. No, he's from the, uh, the European Union. He's a European horse that's going to ship in. But everybody's going to think it's after, uh, after yeah. Gronk. Or, yeah, they might have renamed him after Gronk. What, is it, what are his odds? Uh, 75 to 1. I'm in! Yeah, so if you want a, if you want a long shot... I, I mean, want a long shot. Yeah, that could, that could, uh, that could pay you off well. Uh, so those would be the two. And uh, Vino Rosso, it's kind of wine-esque yeah. a little... Could be, you know, tell the guys at the Italian club yeah, about that one. That could be, uh, that could be yeah. good uh, for you. So let me look at some of the other ones here. Uh, oh, I just like, I just like the name of it, Snapper Sinclair. <laughs> that just sounds like a character in a 1940s movie. Yeah, Snapper Sinclair. Who see? are you? I'm Snapper yeah. Sinclair, <laughs> attorney at law. That would, yeah. 100 so, to 1. 100 to 1. That, oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah, that's not, not good. That's and not he might not draw in. So you can only have 18 horses draw in. So they haven't. And yet he's not, he doesn't have the worst odds. There's a the blended citizen, 150 to 1. Yep. And restoring hope at 125 to 1. So some of these horses might not get in. So you need to have so many points to get in from previous yeah. prep races. So down the list, if there's not any scratches, right. there's probably long shots won't. Won't make it. We don't. But have the that. ones that we talked about, my boy Jack yeah. Grinkowski's kind of on the edge here. Yeah. If, he'll, if he'll draw in, but you know, my my boy Jack would be good. And um, Magnum Moon is also uh, a solid racehorse. He uh, has some really good odds on him at four to one. So he ran in Arkansas last at the Rebel. Uh, he came in uh, nice. 
He came in first there, and he had one of the fastest finishing fractions. And you've actually tended to and cared for a derby winner. Yeah, I, t- I took care of Big Brown in 2008 when he ran the Florida Derby. And you could just see it in his eye that this horse, this horse was on fire. So this horse uh, drew the far outside position, post position. So he was in the furthest part of the, race, of the, of the starting gate. And everyone is like, oh, I don't know if he's going to do well out there. He, he doesn't like to get dirt in his face. But he stayed on the far outside, stalking the pace. And this horse finished super strong. It was amazing. Like, it was an amazing horse. He went on to win the Derby and went on to win the Preakness. When you said you worked on that horse, what did yes. you do? Yeah, so I ministered the horse. Uh, I took care of the horse for his uh, basic health care needs. And I um, gave him, you give him some vitamins and stuff before they go race. And they get Lasix before they race to help. Uh, with some to control their uh, internal bleeding of their lungs. Some horses and human athletes that run really hard get some little bleeding in their lungs. So we give them Lasix to prevent that. So if you look at your program, you'll see an L, and that stands for Lasix. So we gave him Lasix, and then we scoped him after the race. So the horse got an endoscopic exam of his upper airway to make sure everything was working well after the race. Wow. So, wow. And they needed, like, two grooms to hold him down. Like, he was just... He was incredible, incredible horse, and you you, you can see talent. they are magnificent. They animals. are magnificent. You can see talent. It's really like looking are. at good bourbon. You're like, that's good, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. They are truly so, magnificent. So after animals. you do that treatment yes. to a horse who wins the Kentucky Derby, yes. does everybody say, all right, we want that same treatment for ours, or is it all independent on on the specific horse? It's all yeah. It's all independent on the specific horse. Like that horse just ran on Lasix, like nothing special. Like Lasix was all he ran on, and that was all that horse needed. Uh, you know, some other horses run on different vitamin concoctions and stuff. There's so not a magic bullet for every horse, for every There's not a magic winner. bullet. Uh, we try to tell people that we don't train by, uh, by the pharmacy. We train by real training and talent. So we just kind of help the horse uh, recover quicker uh, and get back to racing and not get injured. But we're not trying to cover anything up. Or Are there illegal uh, steroids for horses? Yeah. Are, are there so, e- yeah, the, the racing industry has... PEDs? Yes. <laughs> the racing industry has cracked down upon that. So we, really? It, yeah. Prior to 2008, uh, you could use anabolic steroids in race horses. So they were able to help the horses get back from the injuries quicker. Um, there was legislation passed. But not good for the horse. Not, uh, it, it helped the horse recover. But I think it had. But did a, the horse recover properly? Yeah, the horse recovered properly. It still built muscle and it still helped the horse recover, I, and and heal quicker, which is why like our baseball players take it. But overall, it's not. It had a huge abuse potential. So I think that's kind of like why. So it's <laughs> it's been it's been banned. None of the horses can run on any anti-inflammatories now. Before so 24 hours prior to racing, they can't have any drugs in their system. They have to be really clean. So all the horses uh, get, some of the horses get tested before they even race, and then they get tested after they race. So every horse, so it keeps the sport clean, which is really important for the horse's health. It's important, and it's really important for the handicapper, because you don't want a horse to have an unfair advantage. You want to have your odds to be even across the playing field. Makes sense. So it's good for everyone to have a clean sport. We have one more bourbon to try, one more Woodford Reserve to try. This is the... uh Oh, this is one that's been finished in uh, Pinot Noir barrels? Yes, this one's been finished Pinot Noir barrels from California. So, a wow. little different uh, flavor profile here. I thought I'd bring this one out just for good experience. It, this came out a couple years ago. Uh, again, it's uh, one of the Masters finished. Yeah, another one from the Masters collection. So. One of my favorites that we had uh, was the Angel's Envy. Do they use wine, wine barrel? Yeah, they finish in mm-hmm. a port barrel. Yeah, yeah. port so. barrels. It gets a little different flavor profile to it. Careful, careful. Yep. That's good. That's good. That's your birthday. It's my birthday. Right? Poor. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So let's give this a shot here and start to wrap things up. Jonathan Yardley, as once again, you've been an amazing guest. So I feel... Oh. It's different, right? Um... Yeah. It's the most different out of all of them. It's almost not bourbon. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's uh, if, if I can describe it that way. Yeah, I don't, I, I can, when I, when I taste this and I drink this, I can never put a profile to it. And I'm thinking it's just pulling some of the stuff out of the wine barrel. Right. 
Um, you know, you've, I've, I don't know if you've seen some of the uh, Apothic Red. They put a wine into a bourbon barrel, which uh, I'm not a big fan of. It, it tastes pretty bourbony. This is the other way around, and it's, it's different. Um, it's got a nice. It's got a nice finish. Yeah, yeah. Well, it finishes well. It drinks well. It's just. Yeah. It's when you say I'm drinking bourbon. I don't. I. I don't know. You could have uh, fooled me, right? I'm yeah, drinking something else. Yeah, I would have been else. like, Are you sure? Yeah. So, I mean, it, this might be a. This might be an excellent. Woodford and and bourbon to to. Uh, to give to a wine drinker, it, yeah, I, I think. Yep. To make I, that transition. Yeah, I think maybe there's some more tanning yeah. tannins in it, or some woody taste. I get a lot of kind of like green wood in it. Like, it's just a, a different bourbon. Um, I don't think it's everyone's favorite. It was is a one off that they made, but um, it's kind of fun to have and to try. And what's that one retail for? Do you remember? That is probably in the 120 range. 120 range. Yeah. I see. I don't know if I'd pay the 120 for that. Uh, that's. Um, <laughs> That's funny. That's what I told my wife, and that was not the right thing to tell her. No, okay. Yeah. She's like, oh, you paid 120 You don't really like it that much? I was like, well, you know, it's good to have. <laughs> so live and learn. Live and learn. I've learned learn. not yeah. to use those words as yes. much. Well, so. thank you for being so generous. Oh, no, no problem. Yeah, and bringing them. these three bottles yeah. in tonight. They were great. Hansberry, once again, I, I, I can't think of a better birthday present for you. Um, try three great do, bourbons here. Try three great bourbons tonight. Well, man, from explaining the art of curling to us in an earlier podcast and kind of laying everything out for us uh, regarding horses and the derby and handicapping, uh, once again, thank you so much no for problem. being with us. It's super fun. Um, should we bring you back just to focus on your woodworking? We can, we can talk <laughs> about woodworking. I, I could come back as a spot guest to bring some more bourbons to taste. Because nothing else. I, yeah, 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 I like yeah, drinking yeah, bourbon. Yeah, so. yeah, no, man, you've been great. Uh, Jonathan Yardley has been our guest. Woodford Reserve, batch proof. Wow, 125.8 proof. That was amazing. The Woodford Reserve double oaked and the Woodford Reserve uh, Sonoma uh, finish has been uh, just our three guest bottles. They've been great. Also want to thank again again our sponsors, Asaya and Pyatt, for their sponsorship of Whiskey Business. Happy birthday, to Greg Hansberry. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Cheers. May your record day on Saturday be a great <laughs> day. Uh, but don't go until you actually put this thing together and, right, yeah, and yeah, release yeah. it when Work it's supposed first. to be released. <laughs> and let me say what I always say. Whiskey Business is a never-the-luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions are those of me, your host, Dino Traponis, and my reluctant and sometimes not-so-reluctant <laughs> guests that are never meant to offend, only to inform and entertain. And so, my friends, until the next bottle, see ya. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.